But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Veto and Becky, a.k.a. Giftmaster Bex, a.k.a. The Gift Queen, a.k.a. Get the gift out of here. What's really good, guys? <laughs> Did you just say get the gift out of here? Where was that suggestion when she was picking her name? I actually like that one. I don't know. I've been drinking for a better part of the day. Let's go ahead and get it in. Today we are going to cover... Episode 2 of Season 25, Free Agents. But before we get into that, how was your week, ladies? It was good. I got a new job. So, yay. We stand an unemployed queen. (laughs) 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 I am going to make a good amount of money more than I'm making now. I'm pretty excited for it. And it's back to what I know, which is management. So, I'm happy. No doubt. Yo, congratulations on your new position. Veto, what did you accomplish this week? I got paid twice Yay! for both of my jobs. So, drinks on me. Hey, now more money. I can ma, go ma, drinking. Ma, ma, more money. Yeah, more money. More money. More money. More money. I'm not broke anymore. You can't Yay! call me broke today. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's get it in. First thing on the menu is the Dustin, Jessica, Emily love triangle. The show decides to open up on passion as Dustin and Jess are getting closer. Jessica. (laughs) This makes me nervous. (laughs) Everyone in the house, like even Nani comes up to me and she's like, you know, I really like Jessica. Dustin and I are getting to know each other better each day and I like where this is going. You know, I'm like, look, it's my first time single. Of course I'm gonna flirt a little bit. Me and Jessica, we're trying to keep things light. (laughs) Don't say that. But the flirting's getting pretty heavy. We're definitely screwed. She's going for him, like, full force. Like, you need to, like, pump the brakes, step away. I don't know how to flirt. I just know how to hang out. Dustin's got this southern swag about him that I think is really hot. (laughs) But it does bother me to have a little competition, and Jessica seems to be getting in the way. Emily is feeling some kind of way because she's attracted to Dustin, but she feels that Jessica's going to be in the way. Tonight, the free agents are having a costume party, uh, bananas is a banana. Anissa is Lil' Kim, and she kills it. And Jasmine. So Jasmine, who's a slutty student. Yeah! I think she really just pulled that costume from her everyday wardrobe. <laughs> Jasmine being a slutty stripper. Dustin and Jess are court making out, but when he returns to his room, he finds Emily in his bed. So he's in a tight spot. Or is he? Dustin says fuck it and then makes out with her, and everything is coming up Millhouse. And then he gets busted by Nani and Camilla, who disproves, and Nani calls her a slut. Dustin's flirting with both Jess and Emily, but between the two of them, I'm going to choose Jess over Emily. I don't want Dustin to be with some slut. Like, like pot meat fucking kettle. 
<laughs> I'm not going to lie. I enjoy Nani, but that's the first thought I had when she said something. I was like, glass houses, Nani. Glass houses. How many people does she fuck this season? Like, come on. Well, so far we haven't seen any, but. Stop jumping we'll ahead. Yeah. Fuck out of here. We, we all know how this turns out. <laughs> No, but, but really, like, I don't mind her because I know that she is, like, sexually promiscuous and I don't slut shame, but I do want to know, like, her criteria on what a slut is and why she felt so comfortable calling Emily a slut. I concur. All right. What fucking business of Nani or Camilla's was it to interfere with Dustin? Veto? I don't know why they interfered. Um, I mean, I get that maybe Nani wants what's best for Dustin, but unless they're friends with Jessica, it's really none of their concern to bash Emily for... That whole thing. Uh, she was just shooting her shot. Every woman on the show has done it at one point or another. And I don't think any one of them is really that close to Jessica to really be feeling that kind of way. Becky, what's your take? I think that she really does like Jessica. Jessica also has more of a sweetness to her. Where Emily just climbing into some guy's bed is kind of a little bit trashy. But I think that's what her issue is. Whether or not she should have anything to say in it, she should mind her own business. The man is single. She's single. If he decides that he wants to let her hop in her bed, or in his bed, more to say, let him. I agree. If she wanted to be real about it, she should have pulled him to the side and talked to him one-on-one. Now, on to Emily. How thirsty was Emily? Was it a acute thirsty, or was she doing way too much? Becky? Oh, God, way too much. It's honestly very desperate. Because he's shown her no interest from what we can tell. So at the end of the day, she just looks like she's tossing herself at a guy who doesn't want her. All right. (laughs) Oh, some talent. She looked a little bit thirsty, but at the end of the day, she knew what she was doing. He gave into the bait. So can't say that she was too thirsty because he went for it. It did work to a certain degree. Yeah. I do think this is 100% fair game. Um, some other girl's playing, playing with a toy that she wants, and she's doing what she got to do to get it. So, hey, do your thing, baby girl. Let's go ahead and move on to this daily challenge. The crew arrives, and TJ's on the track with two sport cars. Right. Today's challenge is called Auto Body Rally. And you guys are going to be playing in pairs. I'm going to draw the team captain's names out of these bags. Then the team captains are going to choose one player of the opposite sex to be their partner for this entire challenge. Guy-girl pairs. I'm not too worried about that. I'm good. I work well with men. Here's how it's going to work. To begin, you and your partner are going to race these cars down the runway. What? Yes. All the way up. You're going to stop before the hay bales, get out of the sports cars, run around the opposite hay bale, all the way to these modified bikes. Then you're going to race those bikes, one person steering, riding backwards, the other person pedaling. You're going to go all the way around this course to the finish line. The team with the fastest time will win today's challenge and be safe from elimination. The slowest four teams are going straight to the draw, and everybody else is eligible for nomination by the winners. Got it? Okay. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to get started. So this is a challenge with multiple components. TJ draws the partner's name out of a hat. Swift picks Teresa, which really blows my mind. She's a solid-as-fuck competitor, but as your number one overall pick out of all the other females here. Uh, I, I I don't really understand that choice. Nani picks Dustin. Frank picks Naya. 
Also, I don't understand why Nia was the second female pick. Emily picks CT, Kohada picks Laurel, Anita picks Zach, Bananas picks John A, which also, I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Kara picks Johnny Riley, Brandon picks Toya, Jazz picks Jordan, Isaac picks Devin, and lastly, Camilla gets pressing by default, and Leroy gets Jess. TJ then mentions that the vehicle is going to be a stick shift, and some people are cheering, and some realize they just fucked up. <laughs> Do you know how to drive stick? Absolutely. I only did once. I learned how to drive stick at about 25. I didn't own a car at that time, but the person I was dating at the time did. And, <laughs> you know, I, I used to take her and drop her off at work and then have the car for the day. Mm-hmm. And, she was, uh, and she was like, oh, if you're going to show for me around, you got to learn how to drive stick. And so we just spent the day, uh, figured it out and learned how to drive stick. I only did once and I was crying because my friend was the DD, but he started drinking and then I had to drive home and I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but I was getting yelled at. Wait, your DD got drunk? Yeah. Why? Why would he do? Because he was just going to take one shot and then it turned Uh, into this thing. You know how it goes. Never trust the one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gateway shot. It's a gateway shot. 100% correct. Yeah. I've also driven stick, but my friend was teaching me in his car. But I kept stalling out and I kept getting scared I was going to fuck up his car. So I told him I didn't want to do it anymore. It's like when you feel that first jerk, you're like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> I, I was like, I was scared. I was like, please don't let this thing start to burn or get on fire or anything like that. I'm going to fucking kill his car. <laughs> I love it. I'm really mad that your DD got drunk. Like, that's some fucking bullshit. Who does that? If at least he should have taken somebody else's car just in case. Jesus he, Christ. Yeah, he drove us because he was the DD and then shit changed once we got there. That's 100% okay if he pays for a cab for everybody to get home. Well, Back. I drove his stick shift car home. Yeah, but wasn't I he hope drinking? I fucked up his clutch. I, sh- I showed up late because I had work and so I just took an Uber down there and they were supposed to take me home. But by the time I got there, he had already been drinking, so I just didn't drink. Lame. I know. I'm usually DD anyway, so. Dustin and Nani are up versus Swift and Teresa. Dustin is driving and Nani is riding shotgun. Dustin is beaming with confidence and rips off the track as soon as the horn sounds and he is taken the fuck off. Now, Swift doesn't know how to drive a stick and he immediately stalls out. The peanut gallery <laughs> breaks out in laughter at his ineptitude. By the time Dustin gets to the end of the racing portion, Swift finally gets his car moving. But the lead Dustin and Nani gained in the car is slowly vanishing on the bike portion. It's really hard to steer this thing and look back at the same time. Dustin's telling me to go one way and I feel like the bike's going another. Right. You gotta okay, hold okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Don't go so fast. Okay. No, it's not a race or anything. Nani wants to slow down, but Dustin is trying to get it done. Teresa and Swift finally make it to the bikes, but they're having a similar difficulty. Dustin and Nani get it done and their time is looking pretty well. So then next we have Frank and Naya versus CT and Emily. Both CT and Frank stall right away, and luckily Frank finds his footing first, so they're in the lead, and CT is on his ass. Frank and Naya get to their bikes first, and Emily is running super slow, and this obviously puts them behind. CT is taking the slow and steady route with her, and it's not going too well. Okay, they can't stop crashing into the hay bale. Frank and Naya are looking pretty good, and then they have a crazy crash where they both tumbled off of the bike. They get back on it and they finish it out. And a while after, CT and Emily finish, but he is obviously not happy with the performance. So up next is Kahara and Laurel versus Zach and Anissa. 
They start off neck and neck and stay all the way through, with Laurel in a slight lead, seemingly picking up on the predecessor's mistakes. For some reason, Jordan can't stop gushing about her. Laurel is an amazing competitor, and I love that about her. You know, she is kind of that alpha female. I mean, that's a really attractive quality. Oh, you just gotta stay on the line, okay? Yeah. Just seconds away. Three, two, one. Finish strong. Kahuna and Laurel get the W, with Zach and Anissa right behind them. Up next, we got Bananas and Johnny versus Kara and Johnny. So they fly down the lane, neck and neck, with Kara and Johnny with the slight lead. Bananas is right behind them, but Johnny cuts them off, and they crash infuriating Bananas and slowing them all down significantly. Both teams are crashed repeatedly into the hay and Bananas is losing his shit and the yelling is shaking Johnny up. Bananas get the W and Kara is cursed because the partner can't back up with a bike. So next we have Brandon Latoya and Jasmine and Jordan. Both teams are neck and neck with Jasmine's team in the lead. Once they get to the bikes, it's a different story. Jordan is a great partner and Jasmine shows the fuck up for them. They get the W with minimal crashing and great time. They are looking like the team to beat. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. So up next is Isaac and Devin versus Camilla and Preston. Camilla isn't exactly confident in Preston's stick driving ability. I don't know that Preston can drive a stick shift. He lives in New York, he doesn't own a car, and he's Preston. But Preston doesn't fuck around, and actually Camilla is the last one to reach the bikes. Isaac's team are taking it slow as they just want to beat the losers in the daily. Preston and Camilla has a huge lead, and they may be the team to beat now. Leroy and Jess only have to compete against themselves, which is probably an advantage at this point. They do a fine job and only crash once with no issues, and they might be in the running also. Now, TJ arrives and announced the four worst teams. Swift and Teresa, CT and Emily, Cara and Johnny, and Frank and Naya. They are all automatically into the draw. The two top teams ended up being Loru and Kohada and Leroy and Jess. And the winner is Birthday Boy. Kohada and Loro, and they are safe and will choose one guy and one girl to go into elimination. At the end, TJ still reminds them that it's an individual sport and there's an individual vote. So, pretty cool challenge. What did you guys like or dislike about it? Um, I liked that it kind of brought out these skills that most people don't think about anymore, like driving stick shift. A lot of people forget that that's a real big asset and actually has come to bite people in the butt in the past in other competitions. So bringing back the stick shift is actually really fun. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it was a good one. I liked a lot about it. I like when they do these race daily challenges just because I think they're entertaining and people are rushing. So that's what gets people frazzled. But I really liked how there were just so many different aspects on this one, especially the bike and the, the backwards steering. I thought that was a good way to get people to try to work together. I definitely enjoyed this challenge. They took two simple things such as driving or riding a bike, and made it difficult. Those are always going to be the best type of challenges, the ones that anybody could really win as long as they get their shit together. Who did you guys like the most, and who did you guys think was the least impressive out of this challenge? Veto. Well, for least impressive, I was actually pretty surprised at how bad Kara and Johnny Riley did. I just expected them to do a lot better, even though I know there were worse teams, but I was actually least impressed with them. 
Who did you like? Mm, I thought that Leroy and Jess did really good. It was the combination I wasn't expecting to do so well, um, especially because she is either really good or really bad at things. So she worked well with Leroy. Well, then do you think it was a little unfair because they didn't have any other teams to crash into? That actually, yeah. Now that you bring that up, I guess that is an unfair advantage. But he also got stuck with her. so That's a good point. Becky? Um, I think, honestly, who impressed me the least is probably Johnny and how horrible he was kind of leading uh, John A through this whole situation. So he lost his cool. He was definitely not focused and it showed. I was actually really impressed with Jasmine and how well she worked with Jordan. Jasmine and Jordan and how well they work together, especially Jordan being the kind of person he is, super cocky, always needing to take control. And she really helped that win. It was really because of her. All right. On a scale of one to 10, how do you rank this daily? I give it a solid seven because I think it was actually fun. It, It gave a lot of visual stuff. It also gave the physicality and the really the need to learn how to communicate with a person that you were just thrown together with. So I was a good it was a good daily. I would give this one an eight. Like how there was no room for a slacker on this daily because they each had to run and they had to steer or pedal. So there was no room for any of that. And the weak links were obviously just exposed at this point. Let's move on. Everybody heads out to the club for Kohada's birthday. Camilla is trying to get him trash and Nani makes a move by planting a big wet one on him. Elsewhere, Swift and Jazz and Laurel and Jordan are starting to heat up. They end up making out with Zach looking on. Now, Jessica and Dustin are hooking up with Emily on looking, and she's not happy and a bit jealous. She lets it slip to Bananas that she wouldn't mind seeing him bounce out of the house. So it definitely looks like love is in the air in the challenge house. Who is your favorite challenge couple in the house so far this season on Free Agents? Season 25, Episode 2. The MTV show. <laughs> what minute are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can tell you that currently, I got to say that my favorites are um, Dustin and Jessica. I think they just look so sweet and they actually look like they do. They would do well outside of the challenge. Just the type of personalities that they have. I think that's my favorite couple, too. They just look cute. They do look like somebody who would get together, like if they just met on the street. I really like the couple because they have so much in common. Like, they both before. <gasps> we are not bringing that up. <laughs> You're Why? a dick. Well, MTV brought that shit up on the show. Everybody knows <laughs> it. That wasn't something to say. Why not? That just, no. Stir the, stir the pot, motherfucker. <laughs> You're evil. I gotta say, my favorite couple so far is going to be Laurel and Jordan. Oh, like, why? Have you ever seen two people who fucking deserve each other more? Oh, God. That's actually a fact. Okay. I see it now. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, definitely great. I think their relationship is going to last the longest out of anybody in this house. I could see them getting married, having little, you know, children with shitty attitudes. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> Just running around fucking everything up in their path. They make a great couple, but let's move on. At the end of the night, CT goes to pick up his tab, and it seems that everyone was ordering drinks on his debit card. That's some bullshit. I would have been heated. And he was. 
his tab totaled up to 750 US dollars and he freaks the fuck out. As he should. As he should. <laughs> now, Camilla feels like this is a good time to antagonize him at 2.30 a.m., but she's drunk and destructive at this point. Now, Nani sees her friend arguing and decides to jump in too. I come from a better family you ghetto-ass trash. I'm getting real tired of everybody giving me a hard time when I just bought everybody's damn drinks tonight. So I talk a little bit of to the girls or whatever. It's probably inappropriate, but yeah, it was fun. CT, stop! You're trash! The producers have to get involved, and now Camilla is fighting Nani. An hour later, and they're still going strong once they arrive at the house. They eventually have to be held back and separated. I have done nothing. She fought me. No, no you brought it up. No, man. Oh, man. Get her out. Get her out. Get her out. Crazy psychopath. Oh, you people. You need to rise above this. Let her get out of her crazy Brazilian mode. Sleep. Wake up in the morning and figure it out. But trying to figure it out now, Nani, is just going to cause more. The worst part about it all is the fact that it's not like she's just some random girl in the house. Like, we actually are together 24-7. I just want to fall asleep and just wake up tomorrow morning and start fresh. To all of a sudden be fighting with each other and saying mean things to each other, I feel like I don't understand what's going on, and I wish none of this was happening right now. Now, at 4.30 a.m., they are still in each other's face, arguing and drunkenly being held back by Dustin Nani jumps over and takes a swing at Camilla. Nani is hurt because Camilla is one of her closest real life friends and both girls are starting to regret their behavior. Now the fight was very entertaining, but now that we're a little bit smarter about how reality TV works, taking a second look at this, it seems like some bullshit. So was this a real fight or did they feel like they just needed some TV time? Vero. It was definitely for TV. I don't even know why they were fighting. <laughs> At the end, too, I was like, are you throwing hands now or are you guys just yelling? Uh, it yeah. looked kind of, it looked fake to me. I think at the time, we didn't really know that a lot of cast members were doing this kind of stuff. But knowing what we know now and going back and watching the season, I'm just like, yeah, this fight is some bullshit. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it, too. I was like, this is just because two girls were bored. Have you seen Crazy Camilla? That's how she is. First, she's going off on CT flipping out, screaming in his face, and then turns around and starts screaming at Nani. This is, this is very normal for drunk Camilla. She punched a producer last time she got drunk on a challenge. To me, it seemed like she was kind of trying to stop, and Nani was the one that kept going. Well, Nani was also drunk, and we also know Nani is fiery, and she does not want anybody to have the last word. So she feels the need to always get back in everybody's face. In my opinion, it felt very real because they're both psychos. And you've seen that in the past challenges where it wasn't all about the fights. They are two main people that always get into it, not together or, you know, together or separately. It always happens. The next day, the ladies sit aside and apologize. It seems they have gotten the early TV time they were hoping for. We love happy endings and they seem to be closer now. Laurel is just now remembering kissing Jordan, and now she's feeling a bit embarrassed. I mean, I guess she feels like things got out of hand. <laughs> wow. You're an asshole. Just you wow. Didn't th wow. 
Wow. So apparently Laura made out with Jordan and like, oh my God, I'm so drunk. I don't even remember kissing him. Oh my God, did I really kiss him? Are you sure? On a scale of one to 10, how full of shit is Laura? 11. Okay, Becky? <laughs> I'd probably give her about a 20 out of 10. She is completely so full, full of, shit. of shit. I think that she said that because she was kind of trying to see what the other girl's reaction was going to be to this kiss. So if they were proud of her, then she would have owned it. If they were like disgusted or like making fun of her, she claimed she doesn't remember. Way to put a female perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I've, I'm kind of guilty of <laughs> doing that kind of shit. So Way to put that's a exactly what she was trying to do. <laughs> oh, my God, Malik. I just think that Laura. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, I can't wait for this season to come out. Oh, man. Let's move on to deliberation. Kohada is leaning towards Dustin, but they're having trouble because they don't want to make enemies this early in the season. TJ arrives and Kohada sends in Dustin and Loru backs him up. Dustin is regretting not politicking enough to save his own ass. Loru picks Jane because she's an easy target and Kohada also backs her up. It's going to be Jane and Dustin versus the loser of the draw. Everybody is packing up and nervous about what comes next. How do you guys feel about Kohada's and Loru's choices? You think they should have went for the easy targets or should they begin punching above their weight class? Vettel. I think for the guys, they should have went in for the bigger names just because you have Swift, CT, Johnny Riley, and Frank in the draw. So if you put a big name, it would have been better to have one of them go against somebody in the draw. Um, as for females, I, I think Laurel's friends with pretty much most of those girls. Teresa at that point. Um, Emily, Cara, and then I don't know her relationship with Naya. So I feel like Johnny was the easy choice for her. So don't blame her for that one. But I think that Kahara should have picked somebody that was more of a heavy hitter. Um, I think Laurel's is pretty along the lines of who she would normally choose. Someone who she thinks is just not as strong of a competitor just to get her out. So I wasn't really surprised with that choice. Um, when it comes to Dustin, I think he is a decent competitor and very mid card. And I think it was a good choice for him. I Sometimes wish that they would swing for, you know, the fence. But sometimes, especially this early in the game, it's better not to make waves and put your head on a chopping block, especially against somebody who will probably win. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. Totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. So the free agents arrive for the elimination, and the four teams come down. Teresa goes first, then CT, both are blank. Kara, blank. Swift, blank. Emily's up next, and she gets a kill card, so Naya is safe. Now Johnny comes down, he's safe. So Frank is going into elimination. The name of the game is going to be Wrecking Wall. Tonight, you're playing Wrecking Wall. Each player is gonna start at the base of their 30 foot wall. You're gonna punch and kick your way through that wall, forming footholds and grabs all the way up the wall till you get to the top and ring the bell. Good luck, you guys. You ready to get started? Thanks. Johnny is pounding away, but Emily is having trouble breaking the wall 
and John A has to start using her elbows, but she ends up smoking Emily to get a quick elimination win. Now to Dustin versus Frank. Frank is obviously nervous and a little bit deflated for having to go into elimination again. They both get off to a slow start and Frank takes an early lead before Dustin evens it up. Frank ends up beating him out to the shock and sadness of Jessica. Even though it was a close one, it looks like Dustin is going home. How would you guys rank this elimination? I just wanted to clarify so we can make fun of Emily and her tragic attempt and getting beat the fuck up by John A. John A. John A showed the fuck up today, though. But it's John A. She showed up. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. That girl is trash. Sorry. I don't like oh, her. Oh, damn. Oh, I didn't know you didn't like her. Why do you like John A? John A's perfect. Beautiful. I'm not saying she isn't pretty because she's gorgeous. But as a competitor, she's stank. She's trash. She's done. I don't like her. But anyway, but that's just her as a competitor. But I just still can't believe that Emily did such a poor showing. It's actually kind of hilarious how badly she did. But it, I, I think it was an okay elimination. I think it was fun, especially seeing them bust through the walls. It was exciting to, you know, especially the photo finish at the end between the guys. Of course, the girls had a, there's no way she's going to catch up finish. Uh, so, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> Do you want an actual number? It's a five. Okay, fair enough. Veto. Yeah, I'm with Becky. For the girls, I would give that one a five. For the guys, I'd give that one probably like an eight just because it was more close, neck and neck. At least it was edited that way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to assume the editing is correct. But yeah, the girls, um, Emily was pretty embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it simp- for the females, it simply came down to who showed up. And John A showed up. Uh, who wanted it more? I think Emily kind of already checked out and John A just finished the job. For the guys, it was definitely a great battle. I think they both did a great job. Um, I didn't have Dustin pegged to lose that one, so I was a little bit surprised. But as much of a fan of Frank's, I am not. He does show up. He does want to win. And that's why he won. He also had a cold, like a pretty severe one from the look of it. It's called herpes, but whatever. Wow. Why you got to say that about Frank? (laughs) And you yell at me. For not liking John A. All right, so at this point, <laughs> we like to pick our episode MVP. Who do you think wins this episode? As much as I hate to give it to her, I got to give it to John A for kicking ass in the elimination and showing up and uh, pulling through and sending Emily home. For the guys, I, I'm going to give it to Frank because he managed to go through that elimination, sick as a dog, uh, you know, being thrown in again for the second week in a row and managed to still win, especially, you know, against Dustin, who was 100% healthy and should have actually won that elimination. So, Veto? Oh, okay, so like last week, I'm going to pick Frank just because he showed up in the elimination. I felt bad for him this week because he was sick. And honestly, he didn't deserve to go in because of his sickness. And he went against somebody that was actually like a pretty decent competitor. But he came out on top, so that was good for him. And then for girls, I'm going to give it to John A. I was actually really surprised that she did so well. And although her, although her competition wasn't really competition, she still got the job done. So I'm going to give it to her this week. I'm going in the complete opposite direction. 
uh, for the ladies, I'm going with Jess. She did well with Leroy, one of the top couple of teams. Emily got the fuck up out of the house, which was her main competition. And she won Dustin over without him ever really thinking about Emily. She wins this whole entire episode for the ladies. Uh, for the guys, I have to give it to Kohota. He won the daily. He got to kiss Nani. So it's only him and 17 other challengers who ever got to do that. <laughs> and it was his birthday. <laughs> and it was his birthday. So Kohuta wins the episode. Kohuta and Jess, winners. Well, Kohuta also made out with like all the girls that night because Camilla made sure to make that happen. That's a fact. Kohuta wins. He just fucking wins. I'm grabbing the power ranking. Should be done right about meow. What's going on, fam? Tyler Lauder here, a.k.a. Daily Jordan over on Twitter. Here to break down week two of MTV's free agents. These are our power rankings. Let's jump right in. Coming at number one this week is going to be Kahuta. Several reasons why Kahuta holds the top spot. First of all, he won the Daily Challenge. He also picked Laurel, which was extremely smart, considering he had, like, the fourth or fifth pick. On top of that, he chose to send in Dustin. And Dustin got sent home. And it was his birthday. <laughs> so overall, a very good thing. week for Kata. Number two is his partner, Laurel. She maintains the number two spot as she had last week. Uh, same reasoning. Person she wanted to go in went in. Although she stayed because of the, she won the elimination. Laurel just continues to show that she is the most dominant player in this game. Both female and male. Number three is Frank. He has back-to-back -back elimination wins after drawing that kill card. On top of that, he had a pretty decent showing. If it wasn't for Naya, they wouldn't have been in the bottom four. Number four is Jessica. Second week in a row that she has surprised everybody by coming up in the top two, top three of the Daily Challenge. She was also featured a lot throughout the entire episode. Number five is going to be John A. Because she won her elimination decisively against Emily, which almost anybody would have. <laughs> She's also our biggest riser of the week, moving up 16 spots from last week. Damn. Rounding out our top 10 goes Camilla, Leroy, Jordan, Nani, and Zach. All the way at the bottom this week is Naya and Swift. Naya completely blew this challenge, messing up time and time again, and sending her and Frank into the bottom four. Swift could not start his car. <laughs> let alone drive stick. And then on top of that, his Facts. team was one of the worst. And he was hardly featured in this episode outside of his poor performance during the Daily Challenge. He is tied with CT for our biggest followers of the week, falling 11 spots each. Alrighty, back to Malik and the crew. Hopefully these rankings were good enough for you guys. If not, whatever. Enjoy. <laughs> He's so appropriate. I love it. <laughs> All right. He definitely gives us what's for, doesn't he? He's like, whatever. You guys don't have to agree with me. Fuck off, basically. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. If it was Malik, he would be like, suck my whole dick. <laughs> you don't like it. Get the fuck out of here. All right, guys. So that was Tyler Louder. He's going to be joining us on the Hit List podcast. Make sure you guys go and subscribe. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Let's break down these power rankings. I don't really have a problem with his power rankings this week. I just think that, I don't know if Naya deserved very last place. Because, I mean, Frank is part of the reason why they flopped. But 
I do agree with his power rankings, and I think that Kahada deserves to be number one just because he had a lot of showing this episode as well. So I would leave it as is. Aside from Naya, I don't know where I'd put her, but not dead last. Uh, no, I agree too. I think his power rankings are fair, and everybody's in the place where they need to be. Shit. Hate to fucking say it, but uh, damn, power rankings look pretty fucking perfect this week. Um, I really don't have anything to add to that. Fuck. Great job, Tyler. Uh, I think those power rankings are fairly accurate. Um, I approve of the drops. Having Kohada and Loro round out the top two makes perfect sense, especially with the amount of camera time they've been getting and how they've been performing and having the enemies go home. Power rankings are going to be pretty perfect. All right. So that's going to wrap up episode two of season 25, Free Agents. Make sure you guys visit us at shop.lovewarchallenges.com for all your Love War Challenge the hit list and challenge gear. Anything we got to cover before we get on up out of here? Nope. Nothing? I don't think so. Well, while I got you guys here, have you guys been keeping up on X on the Beach? Yes. I just didn't watch today's episode yet. Oh, there was an episode today? Yeah, they yeah. moved it to Thursdays, so now we'll be recording while it's on. What do you guys make of this whole Devin and Marie hookup? We finally get to see it up close and personal. Um, I do like Devin. Not a huge fan of Marie for obvious reasons, but I think they're hella cute together. Is it just me? I think, honestly, Marie makes them really cute. You know, I'm, I'm not her biggest fan right now, but she is really entertaining, very adorable, and her obsession with Devin is actually cute in a way. Is it? I feel like yeah. he is, but I feel like he likes it, but he tries to say he doesn't. So he leads her on, I think. That's true. Maybe just a little bit. Um, can Devin do better? No. Not with the people in that house. Yeah, he's gotta find somebody else that's better than Marie in the house. There's some cute girls in the house. Yeah, but I don't think any of them would be like personality meshing well with him. I don't see it. I mean, he definitely gets along with the twins, but I think they're weird. I don't know. I don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't date the same guy, apparently. I know. Why are the twins like that? Do they date the same dudes? I think it's because if you date one, you kind of date both of them. So they, Are they going to get eliminated together if they get eliminated? I don't know how that works. Yeah, honestly. Because I, I don't think they're individuals because even their intros were joined. So maybe it is. I guess we'll never know. Or maybe, I guess we'll find out. I can't talk today. All right, guys, that's it for us. Season 25, episode two of the challenge, Free Agents. We'll see you guys next Monday. Until then, keep stirring the pot. Bananas, close us out. All righty. Another great episode, Potsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Love War Challenges. Also, check out our website, LoveWarChallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. <laughs>